0: To the Monster Baby Podcast. I'm Lisa Rowland.
1: <laughs> wow, you're on fire for that's, this introduction. That's
0: Ted DeMezon.
1: Um, I am. Uh, this is me. I'm Ted DeMezon. And wow.
0: this is a curious rump through, through the, the world of, of mindfulness, mindfulness and, and improvisation.
1: This is uh, This episode is animated. It's got some anima in it, Yeah, some but breath. that doesn't
0: mean that there's like an animation that goes with it. It just oh. means that there's a lot of energy in it. Yeah, although when we did, you first said that, I was like,
1: <gasps> We did talk about Disney and Pixar. So there is some, it's a little bit of animation that Yeah, we that talk way. about animation. But it's animated like energetic, yes. vibrant. Yeah. A uh, little bit of... Emotional, uh, dare we say. Whoa. The
0: topic today is emotions. And
1: so we're getting into it.
0: Yeah. It starts with a little bit of a check-in, check-in on some stuff. We we address a question from uh, a dear listener at the very beginning, and then talk a little bit about stuff that we were reminded of from last week's episode before we get into emotions. So there's a little bit of that at the beginning.
1: Yeah. And then harvest, big harvest. It, it, we
0: go for it. We go for it. <laughs> we
1: just... Just grabbing this thing he by just, the horns. Yeah,
0: this is something that we noticed after after we finished recording this episode, which is that uh, Ted and I have very different relationships to our emotions. Mm. Would you say that's true? I
1: would say that's true.
0: Yeah, it, it, which is cool. It's and, interesting.
1: And I think they're both healthy. Me too. Relatively speaking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's spot I don't
0: know. I do too. I don't think like I yep. think it's interesting. It's like an interesting thing. We're coming at this from a very different from very different places yeah so you might notice that in our conversation
1: mention it now as a as an invitation to like check it out and also to check out where do you land in it so you see our differences like well maybe you're different as well yeah i'll bet you are i'll bet you are so uh i hope you enjoy this episode we had a good time Mm -hmm. and it's longer than normal but um you know break it up if you need to yeah take us on a trip and uh see where we go
0: Yeah. All right. Where do you want to go, Lisa?
1: Get going. The Pyrenees? I want them to go to
0: the episode.
1: Oh. (laughs) Let the journey begin. They're off. The horses are running. The cat is out of the barn. The... Birds are out of the coop, and this podcast has begun. This is it's begun.
0: All right, let's so
1: so here we are. I just I want to acknowledge where we are physically. Yeah, physically, because oh. you know it's been like we had this whole run of being down on the Stanford campus and the ambient sound, and here back in Daly City with the poinsettias. With the poinsettias, as we've
0: already as we've already touched on,
1: they're still blooming. Yeah. Um, the podcasts are roaming about Luna and Marley, so they may make themselves known. Mm-hmm. And um, they may become troublesome, but we'll let you know.
0: Yeah, it is a lovely Wednesday afternoon, Mm -hmm. dear listener. And I am just coming from my final class down at Stanford.
1: Mm. Teaching improv.
0: (sighs) Teaching improv, which is so lovely and felt so good. And this last class of the quarter is always just so you know, full of people reflecting on how much they've loved learning improv and how improv has really shaped and changed the way they think about things. Yeah. And so it just felt great. It was it a great be, day.
1: must be really rewarding for you. Totally. Lo- I kind of love that day. When I've taught classes that day of people saying, this is how this has changed my life. Yeah.
0: And, this is what it's meant yeah. to me. And thank you so much. And it feels great.
1: So what were what were some of the things that people said that they
0: just that, just, just, you know, generally, one person said, one person had done improv in high school, and he's a junior, so it had been a few years since he's done it, and he just said, I didn't realize how much I needed something like this in my life until I got it back and recognized how hungry I was for it, Mm. and having this outlet, a place where we can play, a place where, you know, I can connect with people in this way, just like changed my entire quarter, many people said, I think this is the best class I've taken at Stanford. Nice. <laughs> it felt so good. And a bunch of people who said, can I contact you? I have ideas of where I might want to teach this stuff mm. in context that I want to teach it in. And will you help? And I was like, yes, consider me a resource. I would love to help.
1: Awesome. So It's like I love these waves, these ripple waves, right? So, that's it. So Patricia taught you. You're teaching all of them. Well, and Patricia go is,
0: was also a believer that like you're not a player until you're a teacher. Like mm. you have to teach it in mm. order to understand what this is. Huh. I've never heard her say that. Before. Bring it to other people. Like teaching, teaching was such an integral part of the, of being a simp. Like go, give it to people. Now you've got it. Give it to people.
1: Simp being Stanford improvisers. for those of you who are new to the podcast.
0: Yes. And so, it, it, so it feels really good to. I always on the last day I say, now you you this is yours now. You cool. know you have this knowledge and you have, you know, every week the TAs send out a, a weekly recap of what we did that week and how to play the games and what it covered and so it's like you've got the curriculum that's so cool it's for you so that you can take it away and give it to people
1: do you have like an official knighting ceremony where you dub people as graduates of the course or no it'd be fun to have like some big broadsword that you gently placed upon each person's shoulder
0: i suppose so i'd have to think of something that was appropriate for the <laughs> art form <laughs>
1: You don't think a broadsword would Weirdly. do it?
0: Weirdly, I don't know. Doesn't seem quite what right. What would be
1: appropriate for the art form?
0: A pool noodle,
1: mm. <laughs> as opposed to a pool cue stick. Okay. But anyway, cool. so
0: that's what I'm coming from. It was like a really lovely, affirming day.
1: Congratulations, congratulations! I am uh, putting the pieces together on uh, planning a mindfulness training for teachers who want to teach mindfulness to teenagers. That's what I've been working on this morning. Cool. I'm going to be offering that at the uh, early August out here in Hillsborough, California. Just beautiful Hillsboro. 20 minutes south or half an hour south of San Francisco. Yeah. So I'm excited about that and uh, glad to be here uh, doing this. We've got a fun topic today.
0: Yeah, let's dive in. Well,
1: except before we get to our topic, we've got a little bit of Review because we got a question from a listener and we got some leftovers from last episode. Yeah, we're
0: starting a new we're starting a new segment on the Monster Baby podcast. Here it is, the new segment. These are Monster Baby leftovers, so it's like stuff that occurs to one of us (laughs) just after we finish recording or or you know between recordings. It's like oh, I wish we had talked about this on that last podcast. So we're
1: gonna bundle those and and like leftovers that might. Be from Thanksgiving dinner or something. Hopefully, the flavor is like even more rich and delightful. Yeah, maybe after having sat for a couple weeks, you know.
0: Yeah, although I yeah maybe Maybe or maybe or you know or or maybe maybe (laughs) not unlike leftovers that have sat for a couple weeks, you open it up and you realize that there's growth. There's some there's growth available. (laughs) It growth. Has growth to offer. Yeah,
1: a biological experiment has sprung up. Alright, so do no we want idea. to do do we want to do the question Let's first? Let's do the question first. Or do we want to do leftovers first? Let's do the question first.
0: Okay. So we got a question from Mr. Joel Bloom. Hello, Joel. Hey Joel. Thanks for listening. He said <clears throat> here's a topic for you to cover or a suggested topic that he wanted to hear about. Stage presence, public speaking, or just the act of performing. What are your thoughts, slash advice about being calmly in the moment on stage and not panicking? Mm-hmm. How do you get in the zone?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we almost could do a whole topic on this one, but I, it r- reminds me of when we were talking about action and movement. And for me, the biggest thing that helps calm me these days is paying attention to sensations in my feet. <laughs> and there's two components to that that I think really help. One is literally paying attention to the sensing body. So rather than, so this is a mindful thing that we can't be in the ruminating, mind spinning, oh my god, I'm so afraid, I'm so afraid, I'm so afraid, anxiety thing, and also be experiencing what's happening in the present moment. So if I'm paying attention to my feet, then that mind is going to quiet down. But I think there's also something about this literal and figurative grounding of like this is the lower half of my body. I'm getting out of the torso where all the emotions are kind of whirled mm-hmm. around get a lower part of the body boom dropping in and just like everything stabilizes and it's like uh grounding like a um like a lightning bolt you know like the lightning rod takes that energy and spreads it out into the earth mm-hmm. and that the earth can hold the whole the earth can hold my anxiety i don't it's not, i'm not doing this by myself everybody's with me all the
0: well, on that front, you know what I do is look at my partner nice so so if I, if I'm like oh, what am I supposed to say it's like, whoa look at your partner and look him in the eye and then say what you see
1: nice and so yours is almost like a it's
0: getting present with my partner with the other people look at them right stop paying attention to me yeah mine not helping me right now right, right. like I' like my my brain it's nice that we're getting out of your suggestion is like get out of your brain and get into your body yep. And I'm like, get out of you and get into them. Yeah, this is not so much public speaking. This is performing in improv. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you can look at look at what else is on stage with you, or look at the other people on stage with you, especially your partner, because they're they'll they'll give you what you need. Like mm-hmm. your connection with them is the is is I want to say paramount.
1: And and restorative too.
0: Yeah, because they've got there's something that you'll see in them. They'll some there. You know, you can you can look at them and say what you see. Uh, in terms of, in terms of like public speaking, being calm in the moment on stage when you're by yourself, I think, I think there's a huge thing that is just you have more time than you think you have, mm. and so you have time to take a breath to feel your feet to f- feel your body mm-hmm. to take a full breath. You don't. I think so much of what what induces panicking is feeling like, Oh God, I've got to have something to say now, say something. And then you start talking, but you're not exactly sure what you're, what you're saying or why you're saying it yet. And so it can be really, it can, it can produce even more anxiety as you hear yourself say these words that you didn't, why are you saying that, you know, like all of, all of that thing. But if you can remind yourself, it's okay that they're looking at me Yeah. and it's okay for them to look at me while I'm not talking. And so you take a breath, you take a second. And when you have something to say, you can
1: say it. I love it. I love the, especially the taking the breath piece. Mm-hmm. Because we're, you literally will get more oxygen into your brain. And then like, oh, there's the words I need. Yeah. And you just like, it's like you get off the train. Yep. That tr- That panic train wants to
0: wants to run away with you. Yeah. And it, you can just get it. It's like, no, no, thank you. Yeah. You run away. I'm going to stop at this station. Take a breath. Right. Chill out for a second. It also, ge- yeah, it gives you access back to your thoughts and what you... Th-
1: are there for and then I re- I recently had a experience where I was I didn't expect to have it, but I was given the opportunity to speak in front of a group of people, like 120 people, and I had like 30 seconds to prepare, and I was about to tell them one of the things I do for my business is help people with personal presence in a public speaking so, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like watch okay this. <laughs> yeah here we go watch me demonstrate and it was. I was frustrated because I was nervous, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like I, you know, I haven't been nervous in a while." But I, because I had, I didn't expect to be in this situation. I hadn't prepared at all, so I was working through all the things that we talk about. I'm yeah, like, okay. Feel your feet. Feel your breath. Like you're fine. It's okay. Mistakes. Woo Yeah, I'm, they
0: want it's okay if this doesn't go perfectly. They want to hear what I have to say. They're on my side. We're
1: good. We're good to go. Yeah. But my knees were shaking. My hands were shaking. Yeah. and I thought, "Oh God, this is." They're going to see this and you know as having all this, yeah. funny anxiety. But there was, and I spoke, and afterwards I felt like that was the worst speaking I had done in ten years. But uh, people came up to me afterwards and said you were so present. I was one of ten people who spoke, and they said of the ten people who spoke, you were so grounded and really connected with us. And and I think that it was this thing that you're mentioning of, I did remember. To look out under the audience to see them and notice that it was the people I cared about. It's
0: like, oh, those are their people yeah. there. They just want to hear what I have to say.
1: I'm really interested to talk to these people.
0: Yeah, and it, you know, you just got to get out of your fight or flight brain, and it's okay to feel nervous. Like yeah. that. Like that's the other thing that this is. This is part of what I do in my job is teach people public public speaking. Yeah. But it's less about developing. Um, it's not mindset stuff. It's what do you do with your body stuff. Yeah, and we talk a lot about fight or flight and. And one of the things that adrenaline makes you want to do is sort of dart your eyes all around and, and take in the entire situation all at once.
1: So you, the, the hawk doesn't come down and swoop. Yeah, you. exactly. Right. Because
0: yeah. you think you're, you know, some primitive part of your brain thinks you're in danger. And if you can, if you can focus that out as well and, and stop thinking, oh my God, I'm talking to all these people and just think, oh no, I'm talking to that person mm. and that person and you look at them and choose to see them, then it brings you back into the room yeah. and it connects you to the people in the room yeah. and it's like, oh. Okay, I just talked to you guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the episode we did on presence, we talked about second circle presence and second circle connection and mm-hmm. uh, that to me is what we're is what we're talking about. I was like, okay, I'm here and I my literally the sound of my words is going out to that person and coming back to me. And,
0: yeah, I'm willing to be seen. Yeah. I'm willing for them to see me. That's right. And here. I'm willing to see them. It's all good. Yeah.
1: And then once I'm aware of that, then like ah, oh, the whole thing relaxes. Mm-hmm. So that's cool.
0: Maybe that helps, Joel. Let us know.
1: Yeah. Thanks for the question. Yeah. It's a great question. Totally. And, you know, one that comes up all the time. We and get in this biz.
0: That the two of us happen to spend a great deal of our time thinking about. Sure. And talking about and teaching people.
1: So there was a, um, there was another leftover from the episode. I we wow. Our last episode was on creativity. What were
0: your leftovers?
1: Well, I realized that at, when we got to the end and when I was working on editing it and putting it out that we hadn't mentioned the Monster Baby image, Mm. which is our title, and we haven't often talked about it. We talked about it in the very first episode Mm -hmm. way back in April of 2016. But I thought, you know, good to call this back up when we're talking about creativity because that's what I think this image is, is the part of us that's inside that doesn't often get to come out and play. It's this raw, a little bit dangerous, a little bit scary part but that's really (laughs) eager to come out and play and learn and grow and that we all have it in us but most of us kind of keep it in because we're afraid of it our creativity our creativity and that the monster baby is a kind of creativity Mm -hmm. or for me i also think of it as this life force which maybe is the same thing as creativity our anima this breath that's moving in us that wants to come out and like The flesh becomes alive. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, ooh, who's out there? Who can I connect with?
0: Where do you think the scary, what do you, tell me about scary?
1: Well, mm, (laughs) I think, I think we're afraid to be fully alive. Like, and, and maybe we've mentioned this before too, but like, if we're really stepping into allowing ourselves to have an impact to be bold, to be out there, to experience everything that is trying to move through us, it's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to get into this as we get into our topic of emotions later today, I'm sure. But uh, creativity asks us to step forward, to put ourselves out there, to be visible, uh, to see and be seen, to exchange. And that when we do that, we're putting ourselves at some risk.
0: And I guess the scary part is also... It's not, I mean, maybe, peop, maybe some people are afraid of what might come out. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people are afraid of the content of their imaginations or right. their...
1: And then I'm sure some people are afraid of what they'll get back. Right. So well, that that's what I was going to say. They is get that stuffed that when they're kids. Maybe
0: the, the scarier thing is if I put this thing that I, that I made out into the world will people like it right. and it's it's me it's part of me and it's it's an extension of who i am and so i don't know that i can bear that's right putting that out there if it's
1: going to get shunned if or it's critiqued get judged or
0: judged or if i'm going to be told that it's bad
1: yeah yeah uh, i had a really interesting conversation with my mom recently about this notion and um, we were talking about voice work and, and vocal training and and we were talking about, she had a great insight which was that uh, she likes that a lot of the work I do has to do with play and she said, you know, I think that play mm. is really helpful for vocal stuff because if you if your voice was shut down when you were a kid even before you started speaking that you need, to, in order to heal that, you need to go back to a pre-verbal form mm. and sort of Reform those brain connections those neural connections so that you can then go through the development of coming through that again right mm-hmm. so play takes us back to something pre-verbal I love soundball you know and you just kind of move through the whole thing and now you like uh, now this possibility of growth and like oh now here comes my natural voice because it hasn't been I got to heal some of these things that were busted before my voice ever emerged does that make sense I think so yeah I love that notion yeah so it that sounds nice
0: the idea that others
1: could shut us down. I think sure others trap our monster baby in there
0: Or the fear that they will or trap that they monster, right. you know, the fear yeah. that they will makes it so that we're like, no, no no. Oh, yeah. It's fine. I don't need to say this thing or make this thing or do right. this thing or.
1: Yeah, and so the, i like I like the idea of each of us having this little You know this little beast Little yeah. beastie inside that yeah. comes out. And, and um, what's it called? Oh, in the Philip Pullman trilogy series. Yeah. They, it's called a demon. And each person has an animal, a own. spirit animal yes. that moves alongside them. That
0: moves with them, right. And
1: when you're a kid, the animal can change from different types of animal. When you become an adult, it's,
0: it settles. it's
1: like a leopard or it's a parrot or yeah. it's a hawk or yeah. a mouse. Uh, but it's like it moves around with you wherever you go. And yeah. so I kind of think of the monster baby that way, that we each have a monster baby, a different shape, yeah. a little creativity hangs on our shoulder or yeah. in our pocket, and that when we get together with people that we like and we can be they creative come out with, and play. they come out and play. Yeah, they play together. And you That's know, fun. maybe yours is purple, like Barney, or maybe yours is green, like the monster baby logo, or maybe yeah. it's a red monster, I don't know. I
0: was just thinking about like Patronuses in Harry Potter. Exactly. But I think but, it's a little but, bit different. But it's, are those evil? No, they're not evil. The Patronus—it's like your Patronus like fights off evil. You okay. can send it out, and it—but yeah. it, it's sort of an—it's sort of a a, a, sh, a fighter. It—it's not a playful. Yeah. At least I don't think so. it's more so. protective. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I, I just—I love the notion. And so I thought it can
0: like lead. It can lead you places. You know, Snape's Patronus helped there, out in the end.
1: There's some <laughs> spoiler alert. Was Snape's Patronus a snake?
0: No. No, it was a... Because
1: that would be fun to say.
0: No, it was like a... I think it was a doe.
1: A deer? Uh-huh. A female deer? A
0: female deer. <laughs> I'm not like a super... I'm not super deep into Harry Potter, but I just read them for the first time last year and it blew my mind.
1: Did you read the whole thing? Yeah. The oct- octology? All octilogy. of the
0: octology. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it was surprising because you wouldn't imagine that Snape's Patronus was a, was a deer, but I think...
1: No, I mean, who, who would?
0: Right. <laughs> Anyway, we can, we can carry on.
1: I don't remember those stories. I'm
0: sure that our readers remember.
1: I'm sure that at least Noel Chrisman does.
0: <laughs> hey, Noel. Noel, it's
1: all about you. You can, you can write us, tell us if we got this right. That's funny. So that was my leftover from last week. I just wanted to bring the monster baby into this conversation yeah, about nice. creativity. Yeah. So there you have it.
0: Cool. Shout out to Emma Steinkelner for de- designing that little little guy. Boy,
1: that just that make that logo makes me happy. Yeah, me too. And and I also love the color. Yeah, that green. I, I don't know if it's a color I'm not I don't normally wear or have in my home, but something about it. Yeah. Something about it.
0: Alright, cool. Well, unless there's another Tupperware in there.
1: That's your leftover segment okay. for today's podcast. Bum,
0: bum, bum, leftovers. leftovers. All right. <laughs> and now today's segment. We're, that we're cooking up fresh, is Emotions. Emotions.
1: Emotions Today. in motion. Yeah. Uh, riding on the ocean of Emotions in motion. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> Here we
0: go. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ted's off and
1: running. Frank Ocean. Billy Ocean. <laughs> With, uh,
0: Ocean's Eleven.
1: Ocean's, Ocean's Yeah, there's a new Ocean's 8 movie.
0: I can't wait to see it. Okay. And so I love heist movies. I'm,
1: I'm big on heist movies. I so this love one, them. This one looks a little cheesy uh, in previews to me.
0: Well, of course. I mean, but like cheesy the, and
1: snarky. But I guess they all are kind of that way. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I like Sandra Bullock. I
0: like all those women. Okay. Kate Blanchett is in this, isn't she? Mm-hmm.
1: It's
0: yeah. like my god.
1: And there's a woman named Aquafina.
0: That's a brand of water.
1: It's <laughs> also a woman, and she's spelling her name in like A W K, P H I N A something, some odd spelling. Aquafina. She's some new star. Cool. Aquafina. Anyway,
0: anyway, I look forward to seeing. It. Okay. Anyway, so emotions. <laughs> Ted just came up with this. Well, maybe he came up with it a bit, a bit ago, but I just learned about it.
1: Yeah. So we're we're diving in. I just think there's a ton of us, ton for us to explore here. I think so too. Uh, and and I want to start you off with a question.
0: Great. This is a little
1: bit of a personal question. Oh God. Uh, but you know, so there's all sorts of emotions out there. Um, but I think. That maybe we as individuals have an emotion that we're more prone to, like it's a default emotion or default emotion that we, it's, the, it's like our home, our go-to.
0: Yeah. Home right? base, baseline, home base. baseline
1: emotion. And I wonder what you would say yours is. Oh, joy. Joy?
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Lucky you. Uh, yeah, totally. I feel like I am generally like happy. That's so cool. And then sometimes I get swung from that. Uh-huh. But it's...
1: Did you resonate with...
0: Inside Out? Inside Out. Yeah, the, I was the, like, Joy totally runs, Joy runs me, Joy... Joy runs yeah, your show. Yeah, like, um, Joy runs my show. Joy makes the decisions.
1: And do you find, has that ever wavered? Like, have there been times in your life where Joy got put, put to the side or to the back? Or like when you're hungry or tired?
0: Well, but you said baseline. I mean, it's like, of course, there's times when I don't, when I don't, when I'm sad. Sure. Or or something else happens. But like, on average, my resting state is a pretty joyful one. And there's not been an, I can't think of an extended period of time where, thankfully, I have never experienced depression. Mm. And so, and, and I don't, you know, every once in a while, I'll have a funky day. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a little funk. But it's like a day. I think then I, it kind of comes back
1: up. I've got uh I've got a fair bit of joy. That's largely dependent on whom I'm with, mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Like the more I'm doing stuff, the more joy comes out naturally. Mm-hmm. I think. There's I get joy through interactivity mm-hmm. and play a lot. And so if I'm hanging out with playful people then or people for whom it's easy for me to play with, that stands out. I think what at you least... Think your
0: baseline is? I think with my baseline home.
1: is kind of a sadness. Mm. And and I don't like that to be the case. And like in the movie Inside Out, I just really hated that character. And I was like, <laughs> oh, well, that's kind <laughs> that's of projection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but
0: I'm just <laughs> but like... You're such watching a, that movie and you're like, oh, come
1: on. like, come on, just get, lighten just get up. Get okay. But it's not that I'm like overwrought with yeah but just this kind of like sadness about loss like loss for ecological beauty mm-hmm. and loss for relationships that you know used to be or could have been kind of longing longing opportunity that, that didn't quite pan out or for my idealism that's not there the same way anymore mm-hmm. and and like well Interesting. A little bit of resignation, you know? And I wonder why that is. Like, is that my chemistry that I was given, you know, from my grandfather who died of alcoholism and this sort of gets passed down through generations? I think that there's some element of that. Hmm. Uh, there's been some depression in my family. I've not ever had the kind of... Clinical. Clinical, overwhelming, I'm in a black cloud for days and weeks. and you know. yeah. But... I think that I do, that my sadness stays with me longer than my joy does. It like mm. hangs around and takes me a while to get over it, you know. So I just think that's interesting. Like I'm not angry like a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. I think I can I can get angry. Things piss me off. But in general, I don't reside you know, there.
0: You're not like quick to anger. It's not, that's not your yeah. well-worn path. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and disgust, meh. Nah. Fear. I mean, I, sure, I feel afraid of things, but I don't feel like You're I'm not a fearful person. Generally, I'm an anxious person going through the world. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting notion to me that each of us might have a default yeah. that we kind of that normally come the back control to control
0: panels more more often, right? right? It's like more present yeah. in our experience of the world. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think that part of a good, healthy mindfulness practice is getting aware of what. What are the, your patterns? Yeah. What are my patterns? Watching them over time, being curious and kind about that investigation, but checking it out like, oh, here it is again. Mm-hmm. Look at that. I'm sad again. But not getting so caught by it and wrought yeah. and over it. Or rot. thinking
0: that it's real.
1: Or thinking <laughs> that it's real. Oh, interesting. Say more about that. Well,
0: I mean, it's real. Of course. Your experience, you know, you're, yeah, you're feeling sadness. Yes, you are. Yes, that is true. But now it's okay. You still go about your life. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not yeah. like, oh, that means today is a sad day. And I am, I am sad. That's such a key distinction. And I, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm feeling some sad. Like, this reminds me a lot of Patricia's constructive living stuff. Have you ever read about this stuff? I have. Then, and the basic... I read most of the
1: book. Well, just When we say Patricia, Patricia Ryan Madsen. Patricia Ryan Madsen. Author of Improv Wisdom.
0: Founder of The Samps, and teacher of improv and both yeah. our teacher. And she did a lot of work with constructive living, which is a an approach, I guess. Kind of a... She got certified in comes, being a...
1: Comes out of Buddhism.
0: Constructive living coach. And the main tenet is acknowledge your feelings, accept them, and then do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like... Oh great, yeah, name them, notice them for sure, accept them. Yeah. Don't fight that you're feeling sad, don't get angry with yourself that you're feeling sad again. Don't get, you know, like whatever it is. Yeah. Don't to the degree that you can, let go of feelings about your feelings. And then do what you need to do what you need to do. Love so like your sadness doesn't mean that today you don't exercise because you're sad. Your sadness means you acknowledge that you're sad and then you
1: do whatever needs to be done.
0: Whatever needs to be done, take the next step.
1: I love this distinction you made between uh, even in, in the way we talk about it, I am sad or I am angry versus I'm feeling angry. Yeah. And there's another step that I've heard some people take, and I think it's been in Buddhist circles to say not even to go past that mm-hmm. to say this feeling is moving through. Right? Uh, I'm aware of the presence of sadness. Of anger. Or anger is here. I feel anger. Yeah. Yeah. Anger is right? here. Yeah. So it's not even I'm feeling. Yeah. It, it take the I out of it. It's like anger is happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Anger is happening.
1: You know, and it because, so it's an event That's as opposed to a fact. Yeah. And and
0: it's not a, yeah.
1: It's like a rising and falling, like sounds in the environment, rise and fall. Here's this emotion
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then it's going to change or shift or go away. Yeah. And maybe certain emotions show up more often than others, but they rise anger and they fall. is
0: happening. Yeah. It's like, look at what's happening.
1: Joy is happening.
0: Joy is happening.
1: I know. I certainly expect and want joy to be there all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we're pleasure seeking creatures. like right. I get that. But like, it's like I get frustrated sometimes when I'm not always happy. Yeah. And then I go, oh, wait, who told you it was, you were going to be happy all Who's, the time?
0: Yeah. What, what made you think you were signing up for that? Yeah. Patricia has another great quote, which I had up on my mirror for a long time. It said, life is too short to waste it I'm trying to feel good all the time, mm. which I love. Mm-hmm. She's like, and it's this idea that, right, we are pleasure-seeking creatures and we think something's wrong if we're not happy. And she's like, no, this life is sometimes not happy. Yeah. That's just what life is. But suddenly we're not happy. And it's like, oh, God, stop the presses and find your ha- chase happy. Get, get happy. Something's wrong. You're not happy. And it's like you're wasting your time yeah. trying to feel good all the time. Right. You're not going to feel good all the time.
1: What would you say are, well, let me, let me say it this way. Uh, so in Inside Out, this Disney Pixar movie, they mentioned five core emotions. Mm-hmm. Joy, anger, fear, sadness, and disgust. Yeah. Which is a, an interesting one to me. Yeah. Would you put any others in the core category? I don't think so. What about surprise? Would that qualify?
0: Not for me. Because it feels, that feels like, it feel, sort of feels like primary colors. That then you can mix to make other yep. emotions. Yeah. But a surprise, surprise doesn't feel like an emotion. Because you can be surprised in a good way or a bad way. Like you can be pleasantly surprised or... Shocked. Okay, there, there. Surprise is an an element in both of those, but they are very different emotional tones. So I don't think I think surprise is a happening more than an emotion.
1: Okay, to me. Do you, I, what do you think? I wonder about wonder. Like to me, wonder has an element of joy, but yeah, there, are, there are. I like this notion of primary emotions and then secondary. So, like for example. Um, Excitement Is a combination of joy and fear Mm. Right or like our anxiety kind of this Yeah And that there are gradations of any emotion So like Yeah Disgust could be like Perturbance on one end To disgust to revulsion Yeah Or anger could be Mild annoyance
0: Annoyance to rage To rage Yeah You know
1: yeah, joy could be bemusement <laughs> to mm. happiness. Yeah, to or ecstasy. contentment to ecstasy or bliss or something else. I like I like parsing them out. Mm-hmm. We used to when I when I taught. Um, I think I may have mentioned this before on the podcast. I taught a feelings vocabulary with my high school kids, mm-hmm. and I would do mad, sad, glad, afraid, and tender.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Didn't use disgust. Yeah, but and the tenders kind of. Got an element of sad, sort of open, well, yeah. But it's also got some joy to it, vulnerable, it's a little a vulnerable. vulnerability, yeah, yeah. But I think all of them, yeah. Well, I think that those are the. I, I'm, I'll buy that those five are core.
0: Yeah. Well, I think there's also studies that show that cross culturally there's five universally recognizable facial emotional mm. emotional expressions. Have you heard this?
1: I've heard of it. I don't know. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. To say and much.
0: disgust is one of them. Fear. Fear, happiness, joy, uh, yeah, fear, joy, sadness, anger, and...
1: Fear, sadness, joy, anger, and disgust. I think so. Yeah.
0: So maybe that's where they got that. Mm-hmm. That's why they went with that.
1: Yeah. That's a pretty well-researched movie, apparently. Like, they did some serious, yeah, serious discipline those, to get to that. Those folks, they're cool. The Disney Pixar folks. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. make such great movies. I like that they take, take that responsibility.
0: Yeah. So what lives at the intersection of mindfulness and emotions...
1: Well, I was thinking about defaults because, you know, so I asked you, like, do you have a default emotion that in your life and becoming mind, becoming aware of that, becoming mindful of that, like what, what is my default? What shows up typically? How do I feel about that? What do I want to do about it? And I was also thinking, I wonder, do you tend to play certain kinds of emotions on stage? Like, do you have? Do your characters have default emotions? Mm. And we've talked about how oftentimes when people get on stage to improvise, they go negative because th- they, the performer, are fearful, mm-hmm. and so their character then becomes angry or critical or somehow dissatisfied. They go negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that certain uh, certain players I've seen, I've watched, you know, hundreds of shows, and I see. They tend, to, their characters tend to go here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I've seen you with IPSF, Improvised mm-hmm. Playhouse.
0: Improv Playhouse. Improv, <laughs>
1: Improv Playhouse in <of> San Francisco. <laughs> Tim Moore, one of the most amazing improvisers yeah. I- I've ever seen. He's just phenomenal.
0: Yeah. We have a show June 30th, everybody. Come stage works. It. Come,
1: oh my gosh, and Ben Johnson will be back visiting from back. New York.
0: magical and sparkle. Sparkly. Uh,
1: Tim's characters in your IPSF shows often have a belligerent side. Mm-hmm. Like he's got, he's going to go fight somebody. He's an next boxer. Yeah. Or he's yeah. And I think it's fascinating to it's watch. In the fistfights. And it's not like he's always playing the same character. No. They just somehow they're pissed off. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if you find that you have an emotion that shows up in your play on stage, and if so, why, how, what do you think about it? You know, would you want to change it or what?
0: An emotion. It's hard to separate emotion from character. Mm-hmm. I think that I could stand t- to have more emotional reactions,
1: actually. And like, more frequent or more range?
0: Uh, more range. hmm I think that I tend toward the rational. Mm-hmm. I don't fly off the handle. I think that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. To just lose it in any in any direction, to really really be changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have an answer for that.
1: It's it's one of. the...
0: I mean, you watch me more.
1: I know. What, I think. What do you, you, do you think? I think your characters do have a wide range, wider than most improvisers do, uh-huh. and yet I th- that your characters tend to have an ability to put things together or see things and like kind of like get with everybody Lisa's on brain. board. Like yeah, with, with Lisa's my brain. Yeah. you know, of like. Which of course makes sense. But I think, when I think of emotions in improv, for me, one of the masters is Regina Saisi, mm. who is also part of Improv Playhouse in San Francisco. And she plays a whole range, but she, one of the things she does to communicate those emotions brilliantly is that she makes sounds. Mm. And she'll just she won't even say words. Her character will just kind of repeat a like, ha, 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 a little laugh or like mm-hmm. a, oh, you know, and like yeah. something has happened and you just, you can feel it through the sound. Yeah. And I think that's so brilliant. I, I would, when I improvise, I so rarely remember to do that. Yeah. And yet, not only does it communicate to the audience what she, her character's feeling, but it then leads her, as a performer, into that emotion even more. Yeah. And I think it was you that said it in a workshop, because I wrote it down, that emotions are like the air on an... Emotional sounds are like the air on an air hockey... Or no, emotions are like the air on an air hockey table. Yeah. That it's what allows this skittering of movement and quick action. It just supports it all and keeps it I think that was
0: in a Shakespeare workshop.
1: Yes, it was. I think that
0: was in an improvised Shakespeare workshop. It was. Yeah.
1: I was just looking at my notes from a Shakespeare workshop and yeah. I saw that and I was like, ooh.
0: Because it's like you got to start with caring deeply and then the stuff will come. Yeah. But you, if you don't care, there's no reason for you to be there. <laughs> it's like there's nothing, nothing. you don't care, you know, especially in Shakespeare.
1: And and then, then it brings the audience in too. Yeah. Because now the audience cares. Yeah. And so I just, I I so love that idea and I so love it because it makes total sense on stage. Mm-hmm. I so agree with you and that teaching. And then I thought, I think the same thing is true in life. Mm-hmm. When I'm around apathetic people or people who don't ever let me know what they're feeling, it's like, eh, it's kind of a little boring.
0: Yeah, nothing's happening.
1: Right. Like, what do you, what, what do you,
0: what gets you going? What's going on? What's going on for you? What are and you excited about? What are you stoked about? What are you bummed about? What's happening? Are you having a good day or a hard day? Like yeah. what's, yeah, what's going what's on? What's real?
1: What What are you pissed about? Yeah. Right? And not having to get caught by any of those things. I don't particularly like being around what I would call emotionally reactive people
0: mm-hmm.
1: who just fly off the handle with whatever emotion. But emotionally
0: involved people. Yes. Yeah.
1: Nice distinction. Yeah. So I want emotional involvement rather than emotional reaction.
0: I want your heart to show up in this Yes. Yeah.
1: And so why? Why do we want that? Is it because then it gives us permission to do it? Mm -hmm. So we get to be more of ourselves?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Recently in an improv class, I was talking about how, yeah, it's great that there's stuff in the world of your scene. Nobody gives a shit about the stuff. Right. We care about you and your relationship.
1: Yeah. I'm, okay, I'm going to have a challenge for that. But I want to hear, hear you out and I want to come back to the challenge.
0: Great. Um, and as soon as you turn your attention onto the other person and being affected by them, yeah, everyone leans in. Yes. We care. We want to watch people be affected by one another. We really want that. Yeah. Why that is? I don't know, because we're monkeys and we like to see other monkeys be affected by stuff. And if we're talking about stuff, no one cares about the stuff. Like, we don't get get drawn in. We're not learning anything about that human. It's like we want to see, and maybe it's because we see ourselves, right, in these Uh other Uh human beings up there. And so we're exploring the... Emotional the range of emotional possibility and that feels good somehow because right. we get to live vicariously and have Catharsis and you know, like that that's what theater is there for right. is to learn and experience the world that we are not actually experiencing Having things happen that, that are, don't happen in our lives but exploring those reaches and ranges of
1: mm-hmm.
0: Of experience
1: so we're getting getting it by proxy. Yeah, uh, thank you for saying that I so wanted to but
0: it's like Do I want to watch somebody compare prices at a on a drugstore shelf? And, like, really think about, yeah. well, but by cents mm, per ounce, <laughs> this is a better deal. But the generic brand It's like my life.
1: A lot of my more, life is right,
0: But we don't want to see that in a scene. We don't want to see it. What? You know? What
1: do you mean you don't like my life? I, n- n- not I don't part of put
0: it. it. I just wouldn't pay to watch it, is uh, all. I just uh, wouldn't pay to watch it. Uh, and I wouldn't yeah, call it compelling sense. theater, to be
1: totally honest with right. you. <laughs> so, no, that makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, the thing I was going to challenge Was that I th- For me as an audience member There are times Where I do care about The stuff on stage That's not human So it's like When I've yeah, tell seen Tell me about
0: the caring though
1: Excellent space object work mm-hmm. So your compatriot Dave Denison Is so lovely at this Or you know you As a pair You will establish something I saw uh, Your IPSF show A couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. And uh, Regina had established a refrigerator door in a particular spot on the stage. And when she came back to that particular spot and was she was in the exact same place. Yeah. It was like, thank God. Yeah. Okay. It was so satisfying. So, and then and then at another point, somebody else came over and opened the refrigerator and was not in the same spot. And it was some like this. Wrong and oh, violated This yeah. is not she shouldn't be there. Yeah. And then you know, so I don't know what the, what that is, why that's so pleasing, but that's an example to me of like that's not really about any human interaction. And I also but would I do argue, care about it. No,
0: you care. Yeah, no. So I see what you mean. And if you gave up all the stuff, you could still have a compelling scene. Yes. And if you gave up all the emotion, you could not. Got it. So like, what is it about? Like the stuff makes it better. Okay. It makes it better because we are transporting an we're transporting an audience. Yeah. So, we need the stuff, but the stuff is not the point.
1: Right. The, okay, so I'm It's think- not the point. Maybe it's like maybe it's on a parallel thing where it's like, okay, the story's happening, we care about the story. There's also the hey, we're in the theater. This group is doing improvisation. Part of that is just a delightful they're making stuff up and creating a world. That is enjoyable in itself. And that I would watch. Like I could watch Stephen Kieran do physical work on stage. I bet he would have to have some emotion about
0: it. I don't think you. I don't think you would. Interesting. I don't think you would stand there and watch him opening drawers, unless he like opened something and then oh his face changed because he saw something in there Maybe. that he had a feeling about. That's like, interesting. We don't give a shit about stuff on its own. Yeah. The the stuff needs to. The the stuff is there to further transport an audience. And I think that's why it felt so wrong when... Mm -hmm. Right? I think there's two things going on. When you're watching an improviser, you know what they're doing. And you know how hard it is. And you've you've studied space objects yourself. So when you see somebody doing it a good job, it's like, oh, yeah. I can see that. Like, I can see the attention you're paying and you're impeccable. And it's awesome. And then when somebody else comes along, not only are you like, oh, she didn't get it. But also... Because when space objects are done well, they actually they like transport an audience that the audience can see our world, yeah. our physical world better if we treat space objects with impeccable attention. And we're and they're the same, yeah.
1: right? We have, they have they're integrity. Consistent. Yeah.
0: And so when that gets torn apart, it destroys an illusion we're trying to build. Right. So like that's I think what that, so it's like yeah we ca- we care about it in that sense, mm-hmm. but. It is it's never the point.
1: Right. It doesn't mean as much if there's not it doesn't mean anything unless there's some emotion attached yeah, to it.
0: Yeah, it's like you yeah. can and the, the the cooler the container, the better the emotions that are within it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so all of that stuff is building the container yeah. for these stor for these emotions to sort of have an impact.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love the combo. The combo is particularly cool. I, I'm thinking about like do do I enjoy watching mimes if there's no story? And then I think Yeah, for a while, but the mimes that I've seen who are also telling a story, that becomes like magical on a different level. Mimes
0: are all emotion, mimes and clowns. Yeah. It's like, oh, heartbreak. Yeah. they, You know, even if it's super simple and boiled down, it's like you see the... World that they're in but it's all about their the emotional, emotional experience reaction. of trying to get over a thing or through a door Or find out what's at the end of this rope they care about they want to see what they're not neutrally yeah. bl- playing these moments.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not neutral
1: So cool. Yeah What is clown neutral? Oh Because I that, that when you said the word neutral and clown so in such proximity, I thought I've heard this expression, clown neutral. You've probably heard it from me. Probably. It's
0: the name me. of my Wi-Fi network. <laughs> <'Cause> clown, <laughs> That's why I heard it. Clown neutral. I learned this phrase from Rebecca Northern, who is a Canadian improviser, does a show called First Date. She's Blind Date, freaking great. A show, is a clown, clown show called Blind Date. She studied with this guy, John Turner, who I'm going to study with in August. Okay. So excited about it. But I learned the term clown neutral from her. Which is it's so interesting. She said, normally when we think of neutral, neutrality, we sort of think of zero. Like everything's at zero. Mm-hmm. Nothing's happening. So it's a blank slate. And what clown neutral is, the way she described it, is that everything is at 100 in perfect balance. Mm. So it's like an emotional speedball, right? Isn't speedball heroin and cocaine? Oh.
1: You're asking the wrong guy, right
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like uppers and downers, right? So it's like equal parts uh, okay. um, uh, heartbreak and ecstasy. yes, equal parts, sadness and joy. Mm. And everything is perfect. So it, from the outside, it looks like nothing is happening because just you're just quivering in perfect balance of mm. intense emotion. Mm. which means as soon as anything triggers, I mean, the thing that I t- took away from it is as soon as anything triggers, or adds weight to one side or the other. You're like, bam! In the height, you don't have to work up to an emotional state. You're right. already in it.
1: It's available.
0: And then, as soon as one tips the scale in one direction or another, you're like, whoa! Like your emotion, your emotional mm. moment is, is
1: huge. So, clown neutral is amped up for most people.
0: It's where clowns
1: live. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. From most people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Okay. So this leads me to a really interesting question then, which is. And I'm, of course, I'm certain that everybody's going to answer this differently. Mm. But if you can, like, build an equalizer, like a stereo equalizer, you get different lights, different amounts, and you can go from zero to 100 on different emotions, where would you want to put yourself? Right? So if you could, would you want to be at clown neutral where, like, everything's at 100 I don't think so. Fear, joy, anger, sadness, disgust, or you know, would you how would you, you know want them? To at, that would question? you want them at twenty? Right. Let me give you a little context for why I'm asked. Part of why I think this is an interesting question. I I stopped eating sugar thirty one years ago. Yeah. And before I stopped, my emotional swings swing. Lability is that the word? I don't know. Just ups and downs, way wider amplitude than they are now, and I like being in a more even stable even killed place
0: mm-hmm.
1: sometimes I miss having the like dramatic highs, like I enjoy the drama, but I don't miss the the lows. Know, the lows right um and so I think that my ideal, like yeah, I want
0: yeah, what's your idea? I'd like
1: to have joy. Maybe 55, 60.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the rest, lower. And I would probably would say, oh, then we can put like sadness, 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, disgust, 20. Anger, 20. Fear, yeah, I'll go 35. Mm-hmm. You know, like fears that's a good one. What Maybe you, a little higher how even. How is
0: that different from where you think you are? Do you think joy and sadness would be flipped? Do you think you're like 55... On yeah. sadness and like 40 on joy? Yeah,
1: I think my joy would be lower. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I, this sort of, I, I'm, the word for me is manic because it makes me uncomfortable. But I like if it's too high, any of those emotions are too high, then it, it's either unsettling because I it makes me feel vulnerable, like it's going to expose mine and my emotional intensity, which I think I do have... I think I have a cool exterior and a really deep, intense interior. Mm -hmm. And so to see it intensity in my outer world makes me feel unsettled because it's like some crack, some fissure is going to be revealed. That's interesting, though, isn't that Ted? It is.
0: Like, what would it feel like if your outside matched your inside for some time?
1: I know. I know. This is why, yeah, (laughs) this is why finding friends who are uh, friends and colleagues who are emotionally intelligent and Mm -hmm. not reactive Mm -hmm. is so helpful to me because it means I can open up and they're not gonna I can I can share more of mine and they don't it's not they're not ruffled by it. It's like they might be affected, but it's not they're not intertwined in some unhealthy way. It's like, oh yeah, look at you. You can have intense emotions. It's fine. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would like to lift all of them a little bit more. I like again for my choice of not eating sugar that I don't go these wild swings. Yeah. But I'd also like to have more of the experience of life. Yeah. You know. So, know, it's an interesting notion. I hadn't thought about that before. Emotional equalizer levers or mm-hmm. sliders. Yeah. Crank up the joy. Yeah. But I don't need, I don't need to have the kind of manic any of them.
0: There's times when manic is really fun.
1: Yeah, tell me more. Say more.
0: Well, like the other night, I went dancing (laughs) Yeah. to a karaoke dance party.
1: Okay. A karaoke dance?
0: Yeah, it was like there's a big dance floor and there was karaoke.
1: Okay. Oh, so you're dancing while people are singing karaoke? Yeah.
0: It was so fun. Yeah. And whiskey occurred to me as the right thing. I was like, I tasted somebody's and I was like, oh, that's perfect. And Uh so I like drank whiskey. It was like drinking whiskey and doing karaoke. And like, were those good choices for like my well-being the next day? No. Did I wake up in the middle of the night sweating because my body was processing hard liquor? Yes. (laughs) Like I did not sleep well. I didn't feel, I was hung over the next day having to handle some stuff. And like, I had so much Fun, right, nice. so there's those moments where I'm like, "That was great!" Like yeah. I was just like jamming. I was on a high. It was yeah. a high, and I feel that way sometimes after shows or at parties where I'm like, "Oh yeah, like I'm i rev- I'm revving," but it's gr- it feels great. Uh-huh. I'm like I'm on it. I'm like firing on all cylinders. I've got comebacks for everything. I'm like verbally, in, you know, <laughs> and it's like there is a way. There's some I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes. There's a way where it's like, I'm not very balanced in that moment, but who fucking cares? Like you're having a great time. Just go for it. And so like, you'll suffer tomorrow, you know, suffer tomorrow a little Uh bit and that's okay. Uh I'll suffer tomorrow. You know, it's not not so bad. Now manic has a different, like out of control feeling. Like when you say mania or manic, I mean like this is what, like bipolar people have manic episodes where they really are out. They are extended beyond their resources Mm-hmm. Of, you know, they're not sleeping and they're not eating and they're going and they're going and they're, and they're climbing to a dangerous place where they're going to crash hardcore and it is going to be bad. Yeah. Um, so, man, it carries with it a slightly different tone to me than what I'm talking about, yeah. which doesn't feel like mania. It feels like a, pa- a party, you <laughs> there's, know.
1: There's a funny image that's coming to mind for me, which is I've been playing this game on my phone, this golf game. And when you take a shot, you know, you put your little finger on the ball and you pull it back as if you're pulling back on a trigger. You're going to spring load and send the ball off. But you pull the ball back and there's a little arrow that goes back and forth. Yeah. And you have to get it to line up in the center to be a perfect shot. Otherwise, the ball goes to the left or right. And if you're doing it in the normal range of the club's strength, it goes at a decent degree. But if you pull it back, you really want to have a hard shot and pull a lot of power. The arrow goes, and it's really hard to line up. Um, That feels like what you're describing, that if people are, and why I get uncomfortable around really intense emotionality is... It feels like people are pulling back so hard on that because they're trying to live this really intense life mm-hmm. that their arrow is just going wobbly all over the place. I'm like, how am I going to find that center spot? And therefore, what they they veer off into destructive. It gets out, destructive. Out of, out of bounds range where yeah, pain happens. And, they and they it, cause it, pain and for other makes, people.
0: They'll cause pain for other people or and for or themselves. Or for you, they'll or hurt you.
1: A mess that has to get cleaned up. Yeah, that isn't just. But that is a real cost the next morning. Yeah. Like, oh, not just, oh, I've got a mild headache for a couple hours, but like, oh, no, fuck, i got to pay $3,000 to fix the porch that I busted yeah. up last night.
0: Did that, has that been a thing in your life? Not per well. Like, like I've, have I've, you ever I've, been around like emotionally volatile, volatile people who like did damage?
1: Yes. People who've gotten drunk. Uh-huh. And done real damage to themselves, to cars, to yeah. people and injured, pe- you know, drunk drivers and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's yeah, like, and, and then also making bad sexual choices that people regret. Yeah. So particularly around alcohol that, that comes up for me. And that's why I don't like being around drunk people. Yeah. You know, people who are really drunk, buzzed, whatever, that's fine. It's, people are more open, right. seems like. Yeah. But yeah, so the, the the image of the needle and the yeah. you know pulling the golf thing back too far yeah makes sense to me yeah this is a really fascinating conversation
0: totally, totally.
1: so I like that there's such a <laughs> playing this game is such a sweet feeling when you do pull back because you're like no I really need to make this shot yeah. and then you happen to hit it perfectly anyway yeah, yeah. You're like yes <laughs> yeah
0: I got both best of both worlds best of both worlds so yeah. who knows lined up.
1: I don't know yeah it just Uh, you know we've established on this podcast that I may be a little more risk averse but but I and I think you know if I'm going to be honest if I'm going to be honest that it's partly about recognizing this internal thing that I've got swirling intensity that most people don't necessarily see yeah that I want to be able to share I would like to
0: see more of that okay I would like to see more of that yeah because I think that
1: (laughs) (laughs) you say it now but go
0: ahead if I may, I know I say it now and who knows, maybe right. I have no idea what you're talking about and it, you know, no, but. um, but as, and as I think also has been, there have been echoes of this on this podcast in our conversations, I really wonder about the idea of detaching from emotional experience right. and right. like watching it and measuring it and saying, I'm v- quite happy right now <laughs> because I'm checking with myself and noticing right. that I'm right pleasant, I'm in a pleasant mood, yeah. which is really different than, like, having a, an experience right. of joy, right? right? Really different. And I and I can connect with a full-bodied experience of joy way easier than mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. with labeling your current experience. Right, right. So, maybe selfishly, I'm like, give me more of you! Give it! Get it out! Come yeah. on! Yeah. Like, show me, you know? But, but also because I... Um, like, and I think that's like the, any, I think that's the resist, any resistance that I have, right? When we're like, I'm like, I don't know. We like walk into these topics and I get a little prickly. I think it's like, I don't want to be robbed of that. Yeah. I don't want to give up my uh, allowing myself to be consumed by joy. Right. And being like, joy is happening, right? <laughs> like, I don't want to move to a joy yeah. is happening place. Yeah. I want to feel joy, right?
1: But, so is it is it, what about with the other emotions though? Right, so you're like, it's a, it seems like it'd be easier to say, yeah, give me all the joy. Mm-hmm. Let me just let it consume me. But do we really feel that way about the anger? Uh, yeah. And the disgust?
0: I do. Okay. I mean, I do. And okay. like when I'm sad, I'm like, f- like Just, I get sad and I cry and I feel totally sad and then and it consumes me and it goes and then I'm, there's something yeah. different. And the same thing with joy. I'm super fucking happy and then I am hungover. Right. And I'm in that moment now. And it's not like fighting to hang on to the joy, but when it's here, fucking take it. Yeah. You know? And then the sadness comes and, overwh- and overwhelms me sometimes. And I'm like, I got to sit here and cry. On mm-hmm. my couch and listen to melancholy songs and soak in a pool of sadness. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to do. Right. Go there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the truth is, I don't get angry very often. So when I do, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Right? Like, I, yeah. it feels healthy to me to feel angry. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. I just like... Yeah,
1: it's a great question. And
0: where that line is, because also... Also I recognize that there's times when there's so many emotions in the conversation and I think this is especially true with relating to other people mm-hmm. that there's so many emotions that like you can't the that the line is clogged right and that's right. the the moments where I feel like my the mind sort of the mindfulness bent on an emotional experience of being able to be like i'm being able a the power of being able to name how you're feeling, right? Which I don't think everybody can do, and the power of being right, the, the power of being able to recognize like, oh, I'm embarrassed. That's what's right. happening, or I'm, I feel a little shame. I feel a little ashamed, or oh my god, it's anger. It's anger that I'm feeling. So like being able to name the things that are happening with you, kind of look at it from the outside and notice what is at play. Yeah is like your only hope of being able to get a grip well, on what's happening in front of you, right? So it's like there is such there is such power in being able to separate yourself from that emotion for the purpose of...
1: Or maybe not even... Well, it may be separating yourself from it, but it's for me, it's especially separating it from other people. Mm-hmm. So again, one of the things that helps make me feel safe around other people is to say... I, you're not blaming me for your emotions. Mm -hmm. You're having, you're experiencing your emotions they are coming through you. You can let them consume you, but it's not like
0: you did that. Yeah. And I'm going to assign. Yeah.
1: And so that's for me, that's part of that. This is happening is it doesn't have to be a stoic like removal, Yeah, but like, no, this is going on. And I realize you're over there and we're part of this together, but it's not your fault. Yeah. And so, I'm not going to hurt you because I'm uncomfortable.
0: Uh-huh. uh-huh Does that uh-huh. make sense? Totally.
1: Uh, I'm not going to blame you or dismiss you or cut you off from our connection because I'm having some emotional experience. So it's like if I get to have all the emotions and stay in connection, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. That then great. You know, so this is, and, and I think a lot of that skillfulness comes out of the practice of, oh, I am not my emotion.
0: Mm-hmm. And you don't make me angry. That's right. I feel angry.
1: There's uh, yeah, and this is there's anger moving through me. Yeah. It's maybe it's independent of the two of us. Yeah. But it's happening. Or
0: maybe it's like.
1: Or maybe it's not.
0: Well, but maybe it's like that anger is triggered by something you did. Sure. But you're not the problem. That's right. <laughs> right. Like, That's right. So 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 that healthy separation of like, listen, I'm having my emotional experience, and I can look at that, and there may be something that you did that I got to talk to you about. Yes. Right. That. But but. I can do that after I'm done with my anger.
1: After, <laughs> you know after I mean? it's expressed itself or yeah, passed through. Yeah, like or... does
0: the thing and you feel yeah. it and you, you know, let it, and then let it go. And
1: that's, that to me is that mindfulness quality of curiosity, kindness. Let me come back to like, okay, check it out. This is yeah. how I'm feeling. Oh yeah, totally. So,
0: and the, and the, uh, especially valuable is when I notice I'm having an outsized emotional, reaction. we've talked a lot about this, an outsized emotional reaction.
1: Out, outside?
0: Outsized. So like oh, out-sized. disproportionately sized. Yes. Somebody does something and it pisses me off. And I'm like, oh, yes. look at him. What the fuck is he doing? Right? And it's like, whoa, well, that's interesting. Yeah. That Why seems am little, I so angry about that? A little bit that? more than the
1: situation would suggest. Yeah,
0: exactly. And then there's and then it's this. And the power of being able to sort of, oh, hold on. Right. Uh, what's him? Ha- What's happening? Like, yeah. why are you so angry about this? Yeah. Is the question because somebody else could see the same thing and maybe not even notice it. So, what's going on in you that's right. making you so angry about this?
1: Yeah. If it's, and so if it's just somebody saying, Hey, I want to have all my emotions and go full speed ahead and like, don't, don't hem me in. Yeah. I'm like, if it's not with a concurrent, I take my responsibility. I
0: take responsibility for my emotions, and, and I'm
1: curious about it. And I'm like, oh, let's interview. there's a kind of lightness about investigating and totally. playing with it and learning from it. Totally. But it's like this sort of self-importance of no, my emotions are real. Yeah. Eh, it feels overwrought to me, and I'm totally. like, I don't need to get caught up in that.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I also feel like there are I have encountered people who who are entirely driven by their emotions. Yes. And who like. Everything is like, well, I'm just having a really sad time. And so I can't do anything. Right. And it's, you know, everything is dictated by how they're feeling. Yeah. And I get to a point where I'm like, oh, okay.
1: okay. Right. <laughs> it, well, we... I, I get
0: very tired. It feels It feels a little bit... I don't know. It starts to feel self-indulgent. I don't want to be sound judgmental. I think maybe I am judgmental. So. Uh, so be it. Yeah.
1: I think I've referenced it before, but when we teach mindfulness, we talk about the hot cross bun of experience that any experience has different components that we can notice. Mm-hmm. So one would be body sensations, what's happening in the body at any given moment. One is mm-hmm. the thoughts that are arising. One is the impulses to act or do something, and then the other is emotions. Mm-hmm. And so, like. Well, the emotion is one component of an experience. Yeah. So, okay, go ahead and experience that. Yeah. But like, what are the body sensations that are happening when you're feeling pissed off? Oh, yeah, my heart's pounding. Yeah. That's curious. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. And
0: and that, that idea, that, that that notion of noticing your desire to act and what you want to do.
1: Without having to do it. Without having
0: to do it, be like, oh. I remember I once had I was fighting with a partner and he said, I want to punish you. Mm. I really want, I want to pull away from you and I want to punish you and I'm not going to, but that's what I want to do. Mm. So powerful. Yeah, it made like, me feel so close. Yeah. That. You know. Yeah.
1: And and if he had just punished you, it probably wouldn't have felt so close.
0: No, but the fact that he was like, "Here's what I want to do," and I'm not going to. See,
1: yes, yeah, so this this is so that's an example of Beautiful. like if he had just been in the emotion. Yeah. It would allowed have been, it to drive him. It would have been destructive. Totally. And the, the pause, the noticing, and the sharing, mm-hmm. not the denying, or not the uh, clamping down. Right. Or the, pretending
0: it doesn't exist. The honest
1: acknowledgement, but stating it instead of doing it yeah. becomes a, a way of building connection. Totally. Oh,
0: it's so cool. Totally. So good.
1: So I, I get the sense from our conversation... Because you you didn't quite answer it with the equalizer, your equalizer settings would be higher than mine. Your I, preferred.
0: I mean, I think so. But I don't. I think that I. I think I abstain. Okay. I abstain from the question.
1: I'm not sitting behind the equalizer. <laughs> I reject,
0: okay. I reject the question. It's a cool question, but it makes me uncomfortable to answer it. Huh. Yeah.
1: Well, so we're getting here. We're. I bet we're getting there. We're, yeah. We've been talking for a while. So yeah. But tell me quick. What what do you think that discomfort is?
0: It's probably having to do with my distaste for planning my experience.
1: Ah, uh, interesting. Because does stating a preference mean that you're planning, or even noticing a preference?
0: Well, I don't know how to. Uh, no, but I think that's just what's like yeah. what's kicking yeah. up in me. Yeah, curious. S- so yeah, I think that things I maybe things would be higher, but it's not like I want more fear in my life. Right. You know, and and it makes me it makes me question like, well, if I turned up the fear, would that mean I'm doing scarier things? I'm taking more risks mm. and that's producing the fear or does it just mean that anything that crossing the street becomes scarier for me? Like right. I don't that's want an interesting that question right. Yep. Um and am I is am I turning up the sadness because you know, if I turn up the sadness in my life, it means that the same thing produces more sadness. Yeah. I'm
1: thinking of like that clown neutral you're talking about. Like, yeah, you know, I'm holding a leaf and I could, an um, uh, imaginary leaf, and I could feel enchanted or yeah, uh, terrified by it or, you know.
0: Yeah. I don't <laughs> like the feeling of fear. I think okay. I would want fear to be kind of low. I yeah. have a healthy amount of fear. Yeah.
1: 25%. Okay. How are you feeling? Declaring that is that all right?
0: I'm feeling fine. <laughs> I'm feeling fine. I just had to. I had to name what it was that made me a little averse yeah, right, averse to it. Right. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. In any case, we've
0: been talking.
1: Woo, we've been going for a while. I
0: know. I could go for longer.
1: It's this is a rich I topic. Wanna
0: say, I want to say something before we stop. Okay. Which is sometimes I fear that my tone treads into a mockery, and I never mm. intend that. Of like when i was like oh joy is happening and like my voice yeah. turns into like this yeah. pretentious bullshit thing and i don't think it's pretentious bullshit mm. and i think there's a lot of value in that and i i i want to say that out loud great in case you were feeling right. like belittled at all by yeah. my by yeah. how i was talking about that i did i do not intend that and in fact i think a lot of it is that i know that i know there's so much val- so much value in that skill and finding the balance of where yes Is on my mind.
1: I appreciate you saying that. Thank you for saying that. And I, 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 yeah, I can hear a little bit of that and like wonder, but I have such faith in our friendship and your respect and your emotional skillfulness and your way of approaching the world. I know you don't mean, like, you're not meaning it that way. Yeah, but I'm not like. And yet I think that there's that component in you. Yeah. But you also recognize that maybe you're resisting something. just one piece of it. And there, you know. And the Keep, same true for me. Keeping my eye on it. You know, I, I think it's important to recognize our different constitutions. It's something we've talked about often. Yeah. But that just, we have different preferences. So like, yeah, maybe I'm not made, uh, my system can't handle, it gets blown out mm-hmm. with too much voltage running through it. Mm-hmm. So no, we're just going to stay at 20 amps. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so right. the fuse doesn't get blown. Yeah. Right. Well, you, maybe you've got a 40 amp fuse and yeah. I, just crank it through. Yeah. You know.
0: <laughs> Turn she it knows. up.
1: Right on. Well, hey, that was fun. Yeah, uh, sure was. So I feel like
0: there's more to say.
1: So much more about emotions. There's
0: but more to say. Maybe we'll do emotions part two.
1: Maybe part two. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but in any case, we can wrap it up for now. Just a pleasure talking with you, Lisa Roland. Yeah, That's a pleasure. And uh, on we go.
0: On we go. On we merrily stumble.
1: Okay, into the outro. Okay, Lisa Rowland. Are we on? Hells yeah.
0: Have we been recording?
1: We have. <laughs> but not that there was anything that's going to get on the, on the podcast, but we're now firmly in the outro. The session, the lesson, the session, the lesson, the episode has okay. happened. The lesson, pupils, pupils, is complete. That's the teacher and me.
0: Um, there it was. That was, I like that. I oh. still have many things that I could talk about. Can I just l- yeah. bullet point them? Let's
1: play three, th- or however many things. We'll
0: just bullet point some things. Okay, Boom. Okay. Um. One, the power of caring. We touched on it. Okay. Right? We touched on it a little bit, and how choosing to care lights everything up. Interesting, right? Yes. Oh, Rafe Chase has this thing that he works on where he says, when I, um, in improv, when I am... Affected emotionally. I try to get sad instead of angry. I try when I I, I try to allow myself to get sad instead of angry which mm. I think is interesting and uh, Yeah, there were more things I forget what they are now.
1: Okay Just those two.
0: It, well, there were more and I forget what they are now. Oh, yeah, okay. All right emotion What a thing
1: uh, this is so rich it, yeah. there's so much to go but on it just and...
0: drives everything it drives everything It's like we're emotional decision makers,
1: but I hope that this Conversation is provocative for people to say.
0: I hope so too. You know, like what I, goes
1: on in your emotional life? And yeah. how do you deal with it? And how do you feel about it? What do you want to feel about yeah.
0: it? Yeah. And maybe, maybe the compelling thing about this is, well, one compelling thing about this is what is your relationship to your emotions?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that's an interesting question to ask. Great.
1: Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So there you go. There's right. your, there's your uh, home practice.
0: Yeah. Figure answer that question. From this, yeah. Answer that question. Answer that.
1: <laughs> if you think you're so smart. If you think you're so emotionally intelligent.
0: <laughs> oh, also, um, Caitlin McClure and uh, the development of social emotional, like like social and emotional intelligence through improvisation, mm. because it teaches emotion recognition and regulation.
1: Okay. All sorts of, Now the bullet points are just coming fast and furious. I know. Gotta All right. Get out of here before more comes. Huh? Uh, we might do some more leftovers on this bad boy.
0: All right. Write us, Lisa or Ted at monsterbabypodcast.com
1: that is correct or info at monsterbabypodcast.com yep
0: if you it, want to go to the general mailbox that our assistant will check <laughs> that would be fine the monster baby assistant yeah
1: uh, and um, also
0: we're hiring for a monster baby assistant <laughs> just kidding we're not
1: you'll get to check all these many emails
0: yeah so and, many emails and
1: then also hey uh, got a favor to ask if you enjoy this and you want to go write a review yeah. on iTunes yeah that'd be great that'd be awesome it it really be helps great. out um, and we love what people have said before. It's so affirming. It just helps people find us. helps people find us. And we'd like to share it with more. Yeah. And
0: so be well and thank you for listening.
1: It's a pleasure as always.
0: And get out of here.
1: Okay. Go feel. Sorry. Feel something. Bye, bye. Ciao. Bye. 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 bye.